0: It started as a platform to showcase short, silly mobile videos and has exploded into the fastest growing social platform of 2020. TikTok is sweeping the globe with a reported 800 million users worldwide and a total of 2 billion downloads as of April this year, pulling significantly ahead of apps like YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. And like almost every social platform on the market today, the earliest adopters skew young, Gen Z young, with 41% of users between the age of 16 and 24, each spending an average of 52 minutes per session on the app and logging in an average of eight times per day. But as we moms and dads of TikTok hop onto the app, you can expect that demographic to change quickly, which is probably reason enough for you to consider using this highly entertaining app for creating awareness and demand in your business. And it is no secret that the effectiveness and consumer demand for video marketing is on the rise. And with TikTok offering untapped potential, many experts believe that you should consider making it a part of your business marketing plan sooner rather than later. On today's episode of the Workshop Weekly podcast, my friend and TikTok enthusiast, Kate Milbury, is going to give you the lowdown on how to use the app effectively for generating brand awareness and engagement. She will demystify those 15 or 60 second videos, give you tips and tricks and strategies, and break it all down so that you have what you need to get started using this most talked about app in your business. So are you ready to talk TikTok? (laughs) Let's do this. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is
1: too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook, and get ready to join in on your weekly
0: training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Hello, Kate Milbury. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk TikTok with you today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really stoked to finally be on the show. Yeah. So, Kate, I've known you for a long time, but I'd love to know a little bit about your journey and what brought you into the recording studio to talk to me about TikTok today.
1: Okay, well, I guess the shortest answer I can give is that when I first went to college, I was really infatuated with new marketing techniques and just new ways of telling stories, just, you know, making content. And this was a little bit before the Instagrams and Snapchats and, you know, TikTok, of course. And as my career has kind of evolved over the past 10 to 12 years. It's really important to know all the different mediums and formats to really, I'd say, help make my clients successful and make their businesses more sustainable as well. So something as small as a TikTok video can really, really do big things, especially, you know, during lockdown and different things. It's it's so important to kind of tell those stories. So a big reason why I'd like to, you know, to say I'm here today is to share some of that knowledge to hopefully give your audience some tips and tricks that maybe they didn't know that they can use, whether it's just for summer fun or making family memories or, you know, better yet, putting it to use and, and making some money in their business.
0: Totally. And in the interest of full disclosure, I have no idea what TikTok is other than I see the videos with the little watermark from time to time. So before we got together here, I did a quick little Google search to try to understand what it is a little bit. I'm wondering if you can explain to listeners who may be in the same boat as me and have no real clear idea of what exactly TikTok is. What is TikTok?
1: Well, to be honest, this is my favorite kind of place to explain it because when I first was, when we're all looking at something new, it's kind of a a new spot. And when you're looking at usability, I've found with certain apps, if you don't use it a few times within the first little bit, you don't ever really use it again. So, one of the things about I found, you know, these specific apps is that they make it really user friendly. The thing specifically with TikTok is that there's a lot of different functionality in it as well. So whether that be with text, music, different actions effects that you can use but essentially what it is is it's just another medium for you to create content on so just think of it as when filters first came out and then utilizing sounds so if you've ever run into copyright issues while uploading YouTube videos or you know looking for music for any videos that you're producing this is kind of an interesting way of creating videos without running into some of those barriers so TikTok is essentially a spot for you to create content and one of the things that I've run into with a lot of people and especially with clients is I feel like I'm too old to be on it. And I I don't necessarily think that that's the case. Every platform, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever it is, depending on what it's actually utilized for, what the functionality is, I feel it has a place in everyone's pocket, really.
0: Cool. So it's not just an app for young girls to learn dance moves.
1: No, no. And I mean, of course like I said, there's always a niche on when something takes off, right? And it was very easy and it still is. That's why you'll see a lot of people doing those same dances. And and a lot of people say, well, why are we making the same dances as other people? And that's kind of part of the trend, right? It's taking sound bites and it's learning dances and trying to add certain pieces to it. So it is also a collaborative tool, but it depends on what part of the community that you're in. So if you're a part of a dance community, that would probably be really a really great resource for you especially to connect with other people in different parts of the world and we've definitely seen it take off during lockdown as well there is more downloads of that platform than any other to date.
0: I want to interrupt for a quick sec to tell you about a product that I've recently come across. I have never been a fan of wearing pantyhose. Most of the time after one wash, they would pill and tear. And honestly, it always just felt like an enormous waste of money to own them. Then came Sheertex, the strongest pantyhose in the world delivered right to my door in the cutest little box. Their fibers don't exist anywhere else on the market. They actually miniaturize the fibers used in bulletproof vests to create a knit just as strong as the people who wear them. You basically have to be Hulk to rip these things. And they have quickly converted me into a person that raves endlessly about my shears. I don't want you to miss out. So head over to kellylawson.ca slash Sheertex, S-H-E-E-R-T-E-X, and use the code KELLYSLawson10 to save 10% on your new pair of shears today. I'm a little bit confused because I don't really know what differentiates TikTok from other social platforms. My understanding is that it's a place where you can post short videos, but hey, you can post short videos to YouTube or Vimeo or Instagram for that matter. So what makes TikTok different from those other platforms?
1: So I think for, I'm just going to use myself as an example, but when we think about our day to day, we're very busy, right? Most of us are quite busy and we all have a phone. And when we're looking at ways of consuming content, especially as creative entrepreneurs, we're always looking at different ways to showcase something. So when you're putting something to Facebook, let's say, you don't want to put the same thing to your Instagram. And we really want to respect our audience's eyes and ears. And I think that with TikTok, one of the things that does differentiate it is it has a different functionality from a scrolling than say an Instagram would. It has a different search functionality than a YouTube would the hashtags the way that you have discoverability on a for you page i've seen small businesses do one video and have millions of views the next day and their etsy stores be completely sold out so it really just depends on what your objective is and if you want to just jump on there and do a, a quick fun dance and have some you know white claws with your friends power to you if you want to jump on and just you know i make roller skating videos cuz i find it to be pretty fun and there's lots of options on it but I would say that the real benefit to it is functionality. And I will say that the con is that it will consume a lot of your time. You, you might not notice it at first, but the scrolling, the how fast these videos come up and, and how many there are, an hour can go by without you noticing. So that's my disclosure.
0: <laughs> I can definitely relate to that. So I'm also wondering... I mean, my perception from the outside, and I'm saying that because I've not like I have yet to download the app, is that it really targets kind of the younger, I guess, preteen, early teen demographic. Do you know anything? Can you talk to the demographics of who is paying attention to TikTok?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think everybody is and if not, they should be. And although it might just be a, a silly dancing app to some, we have to realize that there are people who are making $40,000, $50,000, $60,000 forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars for a fifteen second video. And these are these are teenagers. And good for them because they're looking at what's happening and how to work with these companies that are obviously looking to advertise on their videos and things. But I would say overall there's a big opportunity with any platform, depending on what Your objective is whether it be from just taking some time to distract yourself, whether being a parent or just anybody like waiting for some time to pass or whether you're using it for business. But I do feel that there's a really big opportunity with it right now. And when we're looking at how it was first showcased, it was first started with Vine and then Musically bought it and Musically was targeted towards eight to 12 year olds and dancing. And when we look at, I don't know, society with cheer and all of these different spots, that was a huge resource for people, even with like gymnastics and things. So it really became just a a spot to view, just like with YouTube Kids now. I do think that there's some due diligence that has to be done. It's the first thing that I said when I first started using it, because I run into videos that a hundred percent I wouldn't want on my page or you know, if I had children, I I would hope that there'd be a little bit more of a, a screening, but at the end of the day, I would rather know about it than to to not and then really try to to learn what my kids are doing or what my clients need or or what it is because there is a big opportunity with it. It's it's rather neat, but it's it is like any other, but I will say it does have a lot more capability and functionality in it. And because of the short form of it, a lot of companies, brands are looking to a lot of younger people who have a huge following because they're uploading four to eight times a day. Whereas someone like you or I, we might post once a day if we have the time. And there has to be a reason for it. We're not just creating dance videos or out petting of the dog or they can just go out and create videos and literally gain thousands of followers every day. Whereas someone like you or I, we've tried to build our following for years and years and we maintain it. We make sure that we're engaging with it. And if there are people who, you know, aren't part of that community that we're trying to engage with, then we we tailor it. And I think that's one thing with TikTok that I haven't personally wanted. And it's kind of been that way on any platform for me is I don't want to have a huge following that I don't know or can't engage with or can't screen just because something I might do is cool or went viral, right? So it's something you always just want to be careful before you're going on any platform so that you know what it is. I mean, here's another example. If you were an early Snapchat user, it gave you the option to be anonymous. So you could just make a really, really silly name, but tag it to your email, but your email would never show. But now if you fast forward that seven, eight years, I still have a really, really crummy username that has nothing to do with my brand and I can never change it. Right. So knowing some of these things as an early adopter, if you don't know, it can sometimes be of a benefit to you just because maybe you feel it's not your thing or you don't want to just see people dancing or you don't have any use for it. Okay, but even just understanding like kind of what it is and maybe what it could be used for might be a benefit down the road or to someone that you know that has a business or, you know, maybe they have children and don't know anything about it and you can offer some insight. So I always say there's always power and knowledge and sharing it with others.
0: Totally. And you raised a really great point. And I know this isn't entrepreneurship related necessarily, but I also know that a lot of my listeners are parents. And when I heard you say that the app, or at least the app that was acquired by TikTok targeted eight to 12 year old girls, I immediately started to feel like, okay, what protections are in place? What do parents need to know? I mean, if you think about it, this is a platform where eight to 12 year old girls are congregating. And unfortunately, that would also attract people who don't have good intentions. So what advice do you have for parents in this scenario?
1: Well, I'm not a parent, but I always sometimes speak as if I, I were one, I'm in my 30s now. And I would say, like I said, there's power in knowing what it is and what it can do. And I mean, if I were a parent, I'm not saying I would be my child's best friend, but Being the anti-TikTok or anti-whatever, I don't think ever gets you anywhere. I think it just gets secrets and they're going to see it somehow. And with TikTok right now, you don't even need a username or an email to watch videos. So I think that there is a big demand right now in the company. I've been looking at a few different forums and just different things on their Instagram stories from TikTok's perspective, because there is a demand from parents, just from businesses to kind of tighten it down, just to have a little bit more of a when you're applying for it, let's say, what are your interests instead of just dancing coming up? Or maybe it's, I have a lot of plant DIY stuff come up online. And that's because over time, that's the stuff that I've engaged with. But wouldn't it be great, like with Pinterest, that you have a way to select some of those categories, and to kind of tailor the platform to be better for you. And I think that now that they're realizing, okay, there's a ton of money in this, and they're paying a ton of young people a lot of money, that They have the ability. And I think especially now that it's being banned in some countries like China and and even like some places like the states are considering banning it, that they have to make these changes to it. And I think, you know, as a parent, whether it be YouTube kids, you have to look at what they're looking at and what they're liking and and take the time. And if you don't have the time, then unfortunately that's kind of on you right if you if you want to give somebody the ipad then you have to kind of know what they're looking at and and why they're looking at that stuff and if dancing is is fun and they're going to start making tiktok dances then there'll have to be some conversations about that maybe it's a private account maybe it's you know there there are some factors that you can kind of do to to protect yourself and i think that that's important to do
0: totally and i think my goodness the fact that miners are making tens of thousands of dollars every month for posting dance videos is a whole other conversation that needs to be had, but we won't go there today. For now, I'm wondering what advice you have for creative business owners and how they might use TikTok in their businesses to, you know, sell out their Etsy shop, like you mentioned earlier. Right. Well, just like when, you know, Instagram
1: stores first came out, what a great way to really showcase who you are and what the day to day is. That was, I mean, I'm not saying that that was how it was sold, but that's essentially a great way to show who we are. So it might be great that you have this amazing podcast, but when people see the day to day and setting up the mics and what you have to do to produce the show, that's why people follow you. That's why people love your photography. That's why people are actually engaging with you. And I think that overall, when we're looking at you know, using these kind of platforms and things. We just want to create good content that will help us reach our objectives. And that could be selling things at our store, whether it be workshop and courses, public speaking gigs, photo shoots, whatever it might be. But TikTok has allowed my clients, some of them that I've worked with, to showcase some of their day-to-day and some of their products and the fabrication of things in a way different mentality because of the Transition effects. So I really use it for video editing. So if I could, you know, give anyone a piece of advice right now, I would say to look at it not from a content consuming it perspective, but from a creation perspective. So I use it probably 10-15 times a day just to create content for other people. And it allows me the ability to publish it privately and save it to my phone and give it to my clients for their Instagram stories, their Facebook cover photos. And it has a ton of different functionality in that way as well. So I would definitely say from that perspective, it could change the game just by giving you a different way to show the same kind of medium. Right. So say you post a photo of this episode on your feed and it's a, a photo of, of us and it's really awesome. And we get a ton of likes and comments and people are stoked about the show. And then we do a quick behind the scenes of, on the Instagram story and people are like very, really excited about our show. But then with TikTok, it's, let's say, a five to 10 scene selection in a 15 second clip showing the whole thing of us coming in together, doing the video. And then that lives maybe on the website. So I think of it as a content creation tool. And I'd highly suggest people to just download it, make it, and just start going in and playing with it. And then over the next couple of days, you might get addicted. Actually, you will get addicted to it. And you'll, you'll notice a lot of different videos. You'll scroll quite a bit. And then you'll start to kind of realize maybe some of the things that you like to watch you'll start to notice some of the trends or certain sounds that are utilized. And then you can kind of start to think maybe of some of your own ideas of videos you might want to do. So maybe it's a before and after, and maybe it's just a really fun song, you know? And there's like a really cool sound at the end and that's like the after. And it just kind of gives a whole different vibe to the content than just what it was before.
0: I used to feel like I lived in a perpetual groundhog day. Every Sunday, I would need to sit down and take time to think about what I would cook for the week, make a list of what groceries I would need to buy, and then go spend hours at the grocery store collecting the ingredients, sometimes needing to visit two or three places to find everything I needed. And still, we felt like we were eating the same meals over and over. Enter HelloFresh. The meals are pre-planned, the groceries are gathered, and everything I need to prepare delicious meals for my family is dropped off at my door once per week. We are discovering new delicious recipes every week. I am getting the hours of meal prep time back. There is no food waste. And best of all, every meal can be prepared in just 30 minutes. Visit kellylawson.ca slash hellofresh to check out some of my favorite meals and save $40 on your first box. That's kellylawson.ca slash hellofresh. So I'm just wondering now, what can people do to stand out in TikTok? What types of things seem to get the most traction in TikTok? Like if I set out to do a TikTok video today and I want to be successful or get people interested in it, is there anything that I can do to be a little more appealing on the app?
1: Yeah, and it's going to sound really cheesy and outdated, but just do your own thing. Do your thing and don't worry about blowing up. Cause that's not really what it's about, what you really want. And it's all about the metric you want as well, because you could say, well, I got 2 million views on a video and that means success, or I got 20 comments and five likes on my videos. Maybe that's success. That's success for me is actual engagement, right? But I would say going into it, there's probably a, a three point checklist that I would use. And it's just to use a little bit of text on your videos to explain things give people a story to read because that's why they're going to stay on the video for 15 seconds. Right. And there's ways that you set the duration of the text. So maybe you want to show 10 tips about presets that you should know before making presets and you can kind of point to different things and those texts come in as you're pointing. So it just gives you a different way to kind of showcase education in a way. And I, I just think that from that perspective, that just can give, your customers, your listeners, anyone who's listening, a great value, right?
0: Totally. So are there any trends on TikTok that stand out as, you know, something that, I guess, makes it what it is?
1: Um, Yeah, I would say there are certain sounds and certain things. And I would say that a lot of them are, you know, geared towards being rather sexy and, you know, but I, I, I like more humor ones, stuff geared towards like fashion One that I really like right now, and maybe you can link it in the episode, is where people from all different places of the world and different cultures, they'll be standing up in one part of the song. And then when they sit down, the transition is in them in traditional clothing. And it's just like this really cool way of seeing just different garments and different things. And then you're seeing the hashtags on like where they're from. And sometimes like I've had people come up on my For You page that I've never met that are actually from St. John that have seen me on the red path that said hey I've I've seen you skating so there's certain things depending on how you're creating and what you're doing with your content as well that I find are
0: pretty pretty neat with it Okay, very cool. So I need to ask this, in the first 15 minutes of searching about TikTok, I definitely see the appeal. Like they're quick little videos, they're creative. I've seen them cross-posted on Instagram stories, which is where I see it most of the time. And they're definitely a little bit different. Like there's definitely like an elevated creative appeal, it seems to these TikTok videos. For some reason, maybe it's the editing features that are built into the app that make it easy to kind of cut different clips and things like that. So within that 15 minutes of searching and seeing the appeal and watching these videos and starting to kind of sort of maybe get it a little bit, I came across Charlie on TikTok. So can you talk a little bit about who is Charlie on TikTok?
1: Yeah, so Charlie D'Amelio. There's a few others, Addison Ray. So they were some of the earlier adopters of TikTok. Now they have dance education in their backgrounds in the past. So they're very good at dancing and they would use these sound bites and then other people. So, you know, maybe it's you and me, we get up and we would do the same dance. And then eventually we might duet with those people to get other views because they have the most views. Now, someone like Charlie, I was checking a couple of weeks ago and there was a post she did. It was under 10 seconds for It was Adidas. And she just wore a pair of Adidas track pants. And I think it was around $75,000 that she was paid for that post. Wow. And doesn't it make you wonder what you're doing with your life? You know, and, 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 but it's good things to know. And especially if you're a parent, because before, and I'll say it as someone who isn't a parent, I don't like seeing kids just having iPads and technology in their face all the time. I'd rather see them out doing something or producing a pot, like, do you know what I mean? Like doing something with what they're utilizing. I don't want to just see them consuming video content. But if they are, I'd rather them be learning dances or learning how to take care of plants or how to do cool things. Now, some of it is fashion related. Some of it is like I said, very sexy. Some of it is inappropriate. Some of it is, you know, bad dating. So me and my best friend, we share a ton of videos and they're hilarious. And it's just bad dating stories, things that you deal with as an adult, uh, stuff you deal with, you know, as a, a person in creative business. Like it's, some of it can be very, very funny, right? But when you're looking at folks like Charlie and Addison Ray now you're looking at locals i have friends whose kids get videos and they're 10 15 years old and they get 30 40,000 views per video and now they're getting paid 70 to 100 dollars per post every time they post and i can send you the link where if like right now i think like i have a very small following under 100 and most of the time when i'm on there is to create content for my podcast or for other accounts but I think right now, even just with under that, I could make $4 a post if I wanted to monetize. So it's it's relatively easy to make money on these things. And I think that that's where the due diligence on the company's behalf has to be. And that's the same with YouTube. When you look at big YouTubers like Jake Paul and, you know, Tana Moja, all these folks, when they were technically underage, their demographic was kids from 10 and up and they did prank videos. And now when you look at their videos and it's still in the same demographic, kids between 12 and 16, they're making videos with porn stars and stuff. Like not like actual, but like, you know, I got a lap dance from somebody and it's because they have these massive houses and they got really big, really fast. So I think now that YouTube, TikTok will have to start doing some more due diligence because businesses will want to be more competitive. And I think they'll listen more to businesses because there's more of them than just specific public figures, unless it's being used for a better means of good.
0: Have you guys seen my new website? It's pretty gorgeous. And if I know you, you're probably feeling like your website isn't as good as you'd like it to be. And you're struggling a little to find the perfect solution. Well, my friend, I have some advice for you. Get a tonic site. Until I discovered tonic, I was on that struggle bus too. And my tonic site has forever changed the way I show up online and in my business. Tonic sites are completely customizable. They're code free and built with all the best marketing strategies in mind. It's time for you to have a site that looks just as good and probably even better than others in your industry so you can finally stand out in a way that's perfectly unique to you. And today, I'm giving you that extra little nudge that I think you've been waiting for. Save 15%. That's up to $200 on your new site. Just go to kellylawson.ca slash tonicsite to find your perfect site and use the code kellylawson to save 15% on your gorgeous new site today. How exactly are people earning money from TikTok? Are they just being approached by brands? Are they pitching their like? Are, are they pitching their analytics to brands? How does that work? How could you make the four dollars off of every post?
1: So it's basically just a backlink that you go into onto TikTok, and you just send them a note. And you once you hit that you want a pro account, and you can be a pro account at any. You don't have to have a certain following or anything. Once you have that, you can be monetized, and then every every certain there's a cap. Um, And it would it would be different for each individual. But just like YouTube, there would be a cost per click and there would be other metrics that they would use to then pay you. YouTube has a cap. You have to have at least over um, 100,000 views on all of your videos to then be monetized. With TikTok, you don't. So I could easily go to, let's say workshop weekly and say, Hey, I have, you know, a small following, but I, I get a lot of views on my videos and I have a decent Instagram following. And I'd love to talk about your podcast on there for X amount. And here's what it's worth. And that it just, it's kind of just like when influencer marketing started. Now there are metrics, there are numbers that you can go and, you know, some are astronomical and some are way too low, but there is a, there is a standard, right? And there is now a TikTok advertising. And it just depends on, do you want to have ads between your videos? Do you want to be paid to wear certain brands? And does it actually fit within your plan, right? And a lot of these younger people, if they're being approached by fashion brands or different things, you can start to probably see where their journey will take them. Whereas if maybe they had done it on their own, I mean, who knows what would happen, right?
0: Yeah. So you mentioned something called a duet earlier. What is a TikTok duet?
1: So say if I did a video of just me sitting here on the microphone and you saw the video on your page, you could hit a button that says duet and maybe I'm singing a song or I'm saying a really funny line on a podcast or a line from a show and then you do the same thing. And essentially what it is, is it's just garnering more views on that one video. So when somebody types in, you know, podcast video with whatever sound we used, even more videos start to be created. So what you're doing is creating a trend. So what a lot of people will do with Charlie or Addison is when she does a video, whether, no matter what it is, people will do with it immediately. Some people will just sit there and not do anything or they'll put like a neon light behind them just to show that when you do with these bigger TikTok stars that you get views. So the algorithm and the company definitely have to do some more due diligence, in my opinion.
0: Yes, absolutely. And are there parental controls inside of TikTok? Not
1: enough. That's the most honest answer I can give you. And I think that's the same with Instagram and YouTube. And there's always going to be a way around it, right? And when you think back to when the internet first was really accessible for all of us, whether it was going to the library or finding certain things, like they're going to find a way to be on it. So the best way to do it is to, you know, lock down the account, only have your friends be part of it. Don't just, you know, if they want to do dancing videos and in their dance outfits well I personally wouldn't want to have everybody watching them and if their goal is to go viral then sit down and make a business plan about what you're going to go viral for and actually take the time to to do it right whether it's unboxing toys dance tutorials painting taking care of plants just like in business you're not going to invest in something without you know, and then throw your money at the wall. So if, if it's really that important for it to be a public account, regardless of the content, then there should be an objective for it.
0: Absolutely. So bringing it back to TikTok for creative entrepreneurs, what's something that a creative yeah. entrepreneur or an entrepreneur of any sort, for that matter, that's listening right now, what's something that they could do if they pick up and start using TikTok today to maybe generate a little more, I guess, traction for their products or offers?
1: Well, a lot of my background comes from working at and in marketing roles. And one of the toughest things about that is I meet so many people that if they had a a bigger budget that they would do so much more to showcase who they are and who their story is and what makes them a good company. Right. And one of the biggest things I found, especially in the last two years is video. When Instagram stories came out, that was a really, really great way for people that have no video editing experience to really go in and find other filters and different things, ad text, stickers, buttons. It really kind of, it gave people who weren't even social media managers the ability to be one, right? And that's just being transparent about it. Now with TikTok, TikTok is allowing you to take, it could be two clips, 15 clips, 25 clips, and not need to use something like iMovie or GarageBand or Audacity to ever like manipulate your, your data or your audio. And it allows you to either take all of the stuff from your camera roll, which I, if you have an idea for something that's going to take time, I always say take all of your footage in advance and then upload it to the app if you know that you're just going to be doing something within the next few minutes and you're probably going to post it or just put it in your draft and work on it later, then just do it within the app because then it actually makes more sense. It looks, it looks more seamless. So I would definitely say, think about what you're thinking of creating first so that the outcome is actually what you want. And you don't have to scrap everything that you made just because you forgot a certain piece. That's a big thing. And to just look at, what is happening in certain areas. So just like when you can go on to Instagram and type in St. John for example, look at some of the trends that you're looking. So it could be Etsy stores, you know, fashion blog, photography presets and look at what some people are posting because there is a ton of valuable content creators and sharers like like ourselves who just go on to TikTok to
0: share tips. It is no secret at all that I love to shop. When I find something I love, I buy it in every color and I live in it. Generally speaking, I dress for casual style and comfort, but I also invest in pieces that go with everything else in my closet. I guess I'm a lover of leverageability in all areas of life. I get asked a lot where I got my clothing items and I try to tag these products as I post them online. But for those of you that want to get a better look at what I'm adding to my capsule each season, head to kellylawson.ca slash my I'll add the latest and greatest fashion items as I find them and link to the best deals I can find. So make sure you check in regularly and happy shopping workshop warriors. Are there any industries that sort of dominate the TikTok space like fashion or photography? Is there any industries that are really kind of ahead of the curve with TikTok?
1: Photography definitely has made a wonderful use of it and a great use of it too, because it just gives them a different medium to kind of share it. And so many different, like, I wouldn't say filters or presets, but different ways to showcase how those things are then created. So it's like, Here's what it looks like behind the lens. Here's how we edit it. Here's the laptop. And then, oh, boom, with the sound, here's the finished product. And what's nice is it does give you the ability to tag your Instagram and your YouTube right through your profile. So a lot of people just go back and forth to try to gauge the following. And then that's where the part where I say always respect your eyes and ears, because if I go and make a video on TikTok and then I save it to my phone and just put it to my Instagram story. I'm pretty much just duplicating content at that point. So it might be worth going in and changing it up just a little, and whether it be the text or the filter or adding another element and saying for my Instagram fam, or whatever it is, just to kind of show that thoughtfulness, right? Especially if in the following slide, you're saying, hey, have you followed me on TikTok yet? (laughs) So it might be just a, a way to kind of look at what that audience wants more of too, so that if you are selling something or you're looking at someone to buy into an idea or something that you have, I mean, that's a sincere way to do it.
0: Totally. Okay, so are there any TikTokers that we people who are just getting onto TikTok for the first time need to go find or go watch the videos of or or however you refer to it? The the ones that have the TikTok hype, I'm told.
1: Yeah, there's a really wonderful girl that I follow. Her name is Kylie uh, Katich, and I'll send you the spelling of it. And she's a, a photographer and she basically does kind of what I mentioned. She takes photos, but when she does the photos on her Instagram, it's the before and it's just a video shot of it happening. And then the second shot is actually the really, really nice one of how it turned out, which is usually the opposite of what people do on their Instagram feed. They would always show the aesthetically pleasing one first and then swipe to how it was created. So on her TikTok, she kind of does a series of that. Well, where she shows the idea, shows how it kind of comes together, shows them out in the field doing whatever, and then there's the idea. And I find that to be when I was saying one good thing you want to do is tell a story, even if it's in text. It could just be watering your plants. Like sometimes I do that, but sometimes I'll put names on them so that if you're the viewer, What are you supposed to just watch me watering my plants? Okay, cool. But what if you see all their names popping up? It might actually keep you watching that video. So if I'm uh, someone that makes clothing or hanging baskets or I put any effort into something, I want to keep those eyes on that piece of content.
0: Okay. And are you able to, I feel like this is probably a stupid question, but as a person who's never used TikTok, and we're going to change that today, but is there the ability to add a call to action on TikTok? Like, can you do something, you know, compelling and then send someone to your e-commerce website, for example?
1: Yes. And like I said, it does allow you right now to link to your Instagram and your YouTube, but right now there is no specific call to action that you can click within that video but you can go to
0: their bio and click on external resources. Okay. So similar to Instagram there. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Well, Kate, I think it's time that you show me how to use TikTok and I want to go and make a TikTok video that we can post in the show notes so that people can see what it looks like. And that'll be my foray into TikTok. So let's go do that now. And I can't thank you enough for taking the time to sit down and talk to me all things TikTok. I really have no idea what's going on in that platform, but I'm about to find out. And also, how can people get in touch with you, Kate? So uh, you can find me on
1: Instagram at Kate Blueberry. Uh, You can find me on my website, kateblueberry.com. If you're interested and you like music, I've got a podcast called Strange Grooves. And the last tip that I'm just going to give to everybody that's listening, if you're on TikTok or if you're not, like any other piece of content that you publish to a platform, there is the ability to export it to your camera roll. Now, one kind of annoying thing is that the watermarks are there, right? Okay, here's a tip for you. Go in. Anytime that you're on something that's a video that you want to save and save it as a live photo. And then when you go to your camera roll, go in and hit save as a video and it'll actually export it as a proper video without any watermarks or anything.
0: Ooh, good tip. Okay. I yeah. so hope that awesome. helps. Very much so. Thank you again so much. I'm really excited to kind of dive into the world of TikTok. And I hope that listeners will join right along with us and take a little adventure into TikTok as well. Thank you again so much, Kate. Have a great day, everybody. I gotta say, TikTok is not just for Gen Zers, you guys. They have gained a fan in me with their fun, lighthearted content that has me forwarding links to friends and family endlessly and keeps me laughing for days. And I'm certainly not alone there. In less than 18 months, adult users of TikTok has grown by over 14 million in the U.S. alone. So whether you are new to TikTok or a seasoned user, I hope you'll find me there. I can't wait to see your 15 or 60 seconds of fame. This workshop was so much fun. Let's do it again next week, shall we? Same place, different topic. Thank you again so much for tuning in and bye for now.